today here on Sports Good Work. Chris Funder here with Alex Ferry Williams for another edition of Wrestling Old Style. Alex, how are you going, mate? I am fantastic, mate. I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Um, thankfully, there's a lot of wrestling to talk about from October this month. Yes, and as per usual on these shows, I've only checked out two of the promotions we're going to talk about, but that covers three shows at least. Yes, indeed. Um, plus a little bit more we can talk about once we get there. But um, I suppose there's not really much more to say because we are touching a bit about Aussie stuff on the wrap. So uh, if there's nothing more to add, we can get right into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so we go October 2020 for Australian Wrestling and Kiwi Wrestling. We start Saturday, October the 10th for Pro Wrestling Australia, Black Label, Wrist Locks and Pile Drivers from the Pro Wrestling Academy in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Uh, this is their first show since August the 7th. Alex, did you happen to watch this one as well? I sure did, mate. Yeah. Um, so I'll read out the results here and then we can have a quick discussion. Opening six-man tag team match was Speed Force, Jude London, Matt Rogers and Paris De Silva defeating the Prefects. That's Jimmy Townsend, William Preston and Cherry Stevens. Next, Kai Drake with Michael Spencer in his corner defeated Steph Delander. A tag team match where the Babes, Carter Deems and Matty Wahlberg defeated Aaron, Jake and Reese Angel. Next was the Will Keaters Goober Open Challenge gauntlet match where Keaters defeated Nathan Pigeon. Luke, uh, Marshall Luke, and then Parker Thomas. Following that was a singles match where Sam Osborne with Don Marnell defeated Kyle Fletcher, a four-way match where Backman with Jack Payne defeated Ben Baxton, Donnie Mako, and Kingsley. The co-main event of Charlie Evans defeating defeating Ruchi, and a six-man tag team main event where Team HVWA, CJ Phoenix, Matt Diamond, and Robbie Eagles defeated the nation's team of Jack Bonza, Jessica Troy, and Mick Moretti in a no contest. Uh, Alex, your quick thoughts here on PWA. Thought it was a really good show. Very strong. Yeah, so I thought the team HVWA versus the nation's thing, like, I don't know about you, but... I don't get the HVWA thing. Like, they don't really explain, like, too deep, like, the connections of all three of these guys to HVWA. In particular, CJ Phoenix. Like, I just had no idea who this dude was. And, like, yeah, he does a few cool flips and stuff, but they didn't really lay that out for me. Yeah, I think the HVWA used to be Hunter Valley Wrestling Alliance, which was like, I'm not sure if it's because all these guys started off in backyard feds and that was the backyard fed or that was one of the first feds they were with. Mm. But yeah, I don't fully understand it being in PWA either. It's sort of a mix match for what was going on a few months earlier. Um Anything else you really want to add? Because I like the, the fact that Cherry Stevens is now teaming with the Prefects a bit more. Yeah, that's definitely good. Um, I, I got a healthy dose of Will Kiedis on this show, and this is the one where um, I posted a photo on our Instagram of my dog 
jumping up on my outdoor dining table outside and having his head right near my iPad because commentary kept saying Cadis over and over again. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, Will Cadis loved me tweeting about it. And one of the commentators said, he's in Cadis is a good boy on the next show. Spoiler alert, he didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed seeing Carter Deems and Matty Wahlberg back together. Oh, man. I forget how good Carter is. Yeah, I'd have to agree there as well. Um, I suppose just closing thoughts, uh, how many beers are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to have to give it... I'll give it three and a half. Like, it was a good show. Just... Is it must-see? Not really. Yeah. I sort of went, uh, for myself, four beers. Yeah. Uh, So from there, I suppose you've seen a bit more of this than me, given how busy I've been. The announcement from PWA of the PWA Premiership, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, can you AWA just... AWAG1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, every Monday, I think it's around uh, a.m. by time, so p.m. time, um, I have the PWA Premiership. I think we're about... Six. Uh, I think each week they sort of alternate between. Ooh, off the top of my head, I think there's eight people in each block. There's four matches every Monday night. There's ten minute time limits, so it, it's just a one hour show. Um, yeah, it's been very good so far. They also take a page out of the New Japan playbook with it. With after each match. They cut straight to backstage with, like, post-match comments, like, sort of sitting at, like, a press conference sort of table, like like they do in New Japan as well. Because the only thing that annoys me is that they make it blatantly obvious that it's all pre-recorded, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose we can talk about that more. We're going to sort of review it all in one ball out down under show coming out once the tournament wraps up aren't we yeah definitely yeah that'll be a lengthy chat but it'll be good um let's go maddie (laughs) oh boy um yeah so for yourself there three and a half for pwa i gave it a four moving on the same night down south to tasmanian championship wrestling presents new dawn from the edith sports center launceston tasmania australia Alex, I'm assuming you didn't watch this. I did not check this out, but um, what sort of crowd did they have there? Like, what's the what's the new normal like in Tasmania? It's not something I've really, I really have any knowledge about. Uh, so they said it was a full house, and it looked uh, between a third and a half full from their last show, which was February twenty second. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it seemed a pretty good turnout, couple of hundred, so that's pretty good for them being the 
well, the loan promotion actually down in Tassie, not only the biggest, but yeah, the loan. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for them. Okay, so results were uh, first was a Liam Lacey Open Challenge answered by Jose Silva, who had the had the Bueno Boys in his corner. Next, a debuting wrestlers showcase match: Mike Murphy versus El Hero del Doomslayer ends in a no contest after Eddie Jones walks in mid-match and El Hero del Doomsday leaves, leading to the impromptu match of Eddie Jones defeating Mike Mike Murphy. After that was Silas Burns defeating Elliot Grayson, the co-main event for the TCW Tasmanian Championship where Adrian Alexander, the champion, defeated Mercury, who had the Bueno boys in his corner. Post-match, Adrian bins the old TCW Tasmanian Championship and is presented with the new TCW Championship. And in the main event, the TCW North-esque Championship with special referee TCW champion Adrian Alexander, Aiden Sage defeats Charlie Rose, the champion, to become the new champion. Um, do you have any quick questions sort of there, Alex? Yeah. Um, so who, who are the people to look out for from this promotion? Definitely Adrian Alexander saw the top guy, Charlie Rose, uh, the female wrestler here wrestling the male wrestler in the main event is probably the top female in the company. Uh, also, Liam Lacey is sort of a big high flyer and Silas Burns a very um, large sort of um, super heavyweight style wrestler. Awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I really liked the main event. As like they're saying, oh, there's a special referee and Adrian Adonis comes out who's just wrestled in a championship match and wrestles with the new championship like on his shoulder and around his waist. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> just completely screws Charlie Rose out of the championship, just like helping his friend. So his friend's now the champion with him. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that angle. Um, overall, a fun show. Good first show back. I gave it four beers. Oh, good for them. The The only criticism I have is it's filmed with... um. To put it politely, Sin Cara lighting. Ah. Uh, so everything's got a very blue tint to it. Ah, uh, okay. That's and, uh that's different. And the commentary is echoey. Ah. Uh, how is the commentary besides the echoeyness, or can you just not get past it? Uh at points it's good, but at points, yeah, you can't get past it. Yeah. New Dawn in Tasmania, we go to Red Dawn in Adelaide for Wright City Wrestling number 217, Red Dawn from the RCW HQ, Adelaide, South Australia, Australia. I'll run down the results here. Tag team opener, where the Kings of Rune, Mike Boomer and Zach Sabbath defeated Nick Armstrong and Tony Toro. A singles match where Tyler Daniels, who had the family in his corner, defeated Matt Hayter. The RCW Women's Championship is vacated by the Huntress, meaning... Izzy Shaw and Savannah Summers fight for the vacant championship where Izzy Shaw defeats Savannah Summers. A bare-knuckle match where Katie Trey defeats Dean Brady. The RCW Tag Team Championship match where the Perea, Eli Ferios and Gabriel Eros, the champions, retain over Flips and Fists, Jensen Hunt and Kit Condor. A no-disqualification match where Adam Brooks defeats Havoc 
who had Benjamin Rosenthal in his corner. And the main event, the RCW Championship match, where Rocky Monero, with Tyler Daniels in his corner, defeats Redshaw. Alex, this was the first use of the VAR. What did you think? I thought it was perfect. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I love the, I just absolutely love, because you knew as soon as it was announced, Rocky Monero is going to find a way to sort of screw someone over using it, right? And he did. It was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thoughts there on Mickey Fortune having to vacate the title, having a second long-term injury here as champion. Yeah, obviously I feel bad for her, but... Honestly, they should have pulled the title off her, like, last year. Yeah, it's it's not good, and I hope she gets well soon, but it's, yeah. it's good it's on someone now who can uh, make appearances, at least, I suppose. And someone who I think is absolutely fantastic. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, anything else really to add on this event? Um, um, not in particular. Like, I think that was the best I've ever seen Redshaw quite easily. Yeah. Um, so, so the spot where the, um, the video ref is called, the ref's, um, sort of positioned behind Redshaw counting the pinfall and doesn't see Rocky lift his left shoulder up just before the pre. So Redshaw grabs the tile, he's celebrating in the corner, the lights are going up off like to his music. All of a sudden Rocky's going like making the little uh, cricket symbol to review it. Second referee comes down, puts a headset on the first referee who's consulting with people in the back. They cut to the like big screen projector and it's got like a <laughs> like a cricket review decision on there and it goes, no pinfall with comedy music underneath. Yeah, I thought it was good. I was... loved it so much. Yeah, and there's only one review per match, so so, as so soon... the heel uses it up against the face, so the face can't use it against the heel later. I love the fact that, yeah, he's like ruled a no decision, the referee's sort of stumbling around to get his headphones off and off, he's going, come on, come on, ring the bell, ring the bell, runs back over, tips Redshaw off the top rope, rolls him up. Ref starts the count. Rocky puts his feet on the ropes. Ref doesn't see it. Free fall. Rocky retains. And Redshaw is pissed that he's been cheated out. Oh, to be so fair, good. Redshaw's just an idiot. Like, come on, dude. Pay attention. Your opponent had his foot on the ropes or whatever. Like, Celebrating pay... for too long? Yeah. Like, come on. Pay a bit of attention. A bit of ring awareness all that sort of stuff it kind of made redshaw look like an absolute goof and i don't think redshaw can get anywhere near the main event picture again after this because it kind of made it made him look like an absolute idiot but man it made your champ look so good yeah absolutely um i myself gave this four beers what about yourself alex uh, I'll give it four as well. That's a pretty strong score for it. I thought it was good fun. We yeah. got the the Baron tease after all that as well, which I thought Rocky Monero was fantastic 
selling it, just being absolutely scared of this dude, like this monster. Yeah, I completely agree there. Um, so from there, we fast forward to Saturday, October the 24th, 2020, for Insane Championship Wrestling, A Day of Darkness, from the PCYC Evandale, Canberra, in the ACT, Australia. Alex, did you happen to catch this one for free on YouTube? I didn't get around to it. And also, like, how long's Insane Championship Wrestling been a thing in Australia? In Canberra? Yeah. Oh, put me on the spot. I'm going to say early 2000s, but I can have a look. Oh, it's, you... it's, it's just really, like, yeah, it threw me off a little bit that there's an insane championship wrestling in Australia as well. Oh, because of the uh, British connection, you mean? Yeah, because of the Scottish, the one in Scotland where... Um... Oh, yeah, I suppose I shouldn't call it British for the... Uh... For the Scots out there, they'll kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should know uh, better. <laughs> yeah, I got you back on that one, mate. Yeah, the Scottish one. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, I had no idea that there was uh, another insane championship wrestling. Don't know if it's worth looking into changing your promotion name or not, but maybe that you should because some would say this year that insane championship wrestling name in Scotland sort of took a bit of a beating. So maybe you might want to think about changing that name. It actually predates the one in Scotland. The Scottish one was founded in 2006. The one in Canberra mm. was founded in 2001. Hmm. Hmm. Still something to mull over because, yeah. Anywho, there you go. The more you know. Uh, so this is their first show since February 1st. Uh, to start the show, there's an uh, sorry, an acknowledgement of country as well as acknowledging elders. Um, really good touch. It's one of the uh, few shows that we've gone back to watching that actually has done this. Yeah, uh, we should mention that PWA has been doing it as well. They and, did it for wrist locks and pile drivers. Yeah, and of course, EPW and Perth has done it for a very long time as well. Yeah, but uh, it, it, it's. It's good that, like, APW sort of started it, and now it's finally catching on, thank God. Yeah, absolutely. It's the right right thing to do. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the, uh, the matches here themselves. There is seven matches. So it is opening match. Nick Maltino, who is one-third of the ICW Tag Team Champions, defeats Sam Driver to advance to a triple threat match later this evening. The... Second match is a double championship match for the CPW Inner Suburbs Championship and the WP, uh, WBPW Heavyweight Championship, where Tank, the CPW champion, versed, yeah, Reverend Diaf, the WBP, WBPW champion, ends in a time limit draw. The third match for the Canberra Championship. Benny Whiplash, the champion, defeats John Raymond, one-third of the ICW Tag Team Champions. Fourth, the CPW Heavyweight Championship match. Nick Malino, one-third of the ICW Tag Team Champions, defeats Adrian Axos and Mike Kelly. Mike was the CPW champion going into the match. Fifth, Adrian Slane, 
the third member of the ICW Tag Team Champions defeats John Crossfire. Sixth, for the World Heavyweight Championship, Mike Kelly defeats Jake Gibson, who was the World Heavyweight Champion going into the match, Adrian Axon, Gimpy, Dozer, and Nick Molino, who was the CPW Heavyweight Champion and one-third of the ICW Tag Team Champions going into the match. Uh, seventh was the Insane Rumble. I don't have all the participants listed, but Rex was the winner. Any questions there, Alex? Oh, boy. Um, my mind melting trying to understand all the titles in this promotion. Um, you're going to hate this. Yeah. Imagine, if you will, what the World Heavyweight Championship looks like. Mm-hmm. So what would it look like? if you were to imagine someone saying to you their title is called the World Heavyweight Championship? It's the big gold. It's the Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes sort of big gold heavyweight title that would later become the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. That sort of title. No, no, not that sort. That exact title. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, how how indie carny is that? Mm. Also, you got that. You got like. So I'm guessing they don't have normal tag team champions. They have tag team. The only tag team champions are like trios, by the sounds of things. Uh, at the moment, it's a trios team who holds it, but it's normally a tag team championship. So they're using oh, a free okay. bird rule at the moment. Yeah, yep, that makes more sense. Uh, it's so you got a CPW heavyweight champion, uh, Canberra Pro Wrestling, which is like a sister or affiliate promotion to ICW Canberra. Yep, and then you got the WBPW heavyweight champion. I. I think that might be a promotion near me. I'm just checking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might be uh, the old Wide Bay Pro Wrestling. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, and you got the Inter-Suburb Championship, which I don't mind that. But you also got the Canberra Championship as well. Yeah, which is, I can't even remember which promotion that one was affiliated to, whether it was ICW or CPW. Yeah, so every single match on this card by the looks of things had a champion involved in it, or someone yeah. with a ch- title at least. Yeah, it's if just... it wasn't for a championship, it had a champion in it. Yeah, it's just a little bit overkill, isn't it? And I, I don't I don't know who this Nick Maltino bloke is, but good on him. He obviously had a really busy night. It was yeah. in what three matches? Yeah, three here. Yeah. Um how how's the crowds in Canberra? What what are we seeing over there? Um, so this one was actually uh restricted due to the uh uh COVID nineteen placements. But um, oh, maybe a hundred or so scattered around the 
PCYC. Yep, very good. But then again, I'm not uh, up to date with those restrictions at the moment, so I can't stay up to date with what actually is going on there. But yeah, and I did just look online. Uh, Reverend Diaf is actually from Wide Bay Pro Wrestling in Queensland. He is their Wide Bay World Heavyweight Champion. Right. And now the confusing bit to me is, so which one's the ICW World Championship? Is it that one in the semi-main event, the Mike Kelly one? Um, to be honest, I don't know because watching the event, there's a rather nice-looking title like on the commentary desk, and I'm thinking okay, this might be for this six-man match that's coming up as sort of near the main event. No, it just sits on the desk the whole night. Okay. Yeah, whilst they play um, fake fighting for a replica championship, it sounds kind of indie. But Mm -hmm. how was the show in general, though? It was mostly good. It was just weighed down by the amount of championships and the fact the co-main was for the WCW and WA WWE replica big gold. Yeah, that's gross. That's absolutely disgusting. We should be past that by now. You can buy custom-made titles for like 200 bucks on eBay and you just send a graphic and you get it done, whatever you want. It's not that hard to do these days. Come on, guys. Yeah, or you've got that many titles. Do you really need this one? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm willing to give them another look, like I did a couple of the other promotions earlier in the year who were a sort of like where I was a sort of a bit iffy on, but I gave this one two beers. There was, I felt there was a lot that needed improving. Yeah. Um, from there, the final event I have listed is Saturday, October 31st, 2020, Wright City Wrestling number 218, A Nightmare on Coglan Street. Yeah, I like that. I liked that a lot. From the We're getting R- spooky for Halloween. Spooky! From the RCW HQ in Adelaide, South Australia, uh, kicks off with a Keys to the City qualifying freeway match where Havoc with Benjamin Rosenfall defeated Katie Trey and Mike Boomer, a tag team women's match where Amber Switch and Izzy Shaw defeated Blair Alexis and Savannah Summers, a singles match where Adam Brooks defeated the Antivirus, a Jimmy C on the pole match where Steve Miller defeated Down Under, a second Keys to the City qualifying match where Kit Condor, Kit Condor defeated Tyler Daniels, who had Rocky Monero in his corner, a tag team match between Nick Arm, uh, between the team of Nick Armstrong and Tony Toro defeating Dean Brady and Jonathan Corviday, and the main event, a two-on-one handicap match of Baron defeating the Pereira, Eli Ferios and Gabriel Eros, who had Rocky Monero and Tyler Daniels in his corner. Uh, your thoughts on RCW 218, Alex? Um, yeah, they had a bit of fun with the Halloween thing. Um, by the time I got around to watching this, I was completely done with Halloween-themed wrestling, so 
So this show sort of, the score's probably not as good as it should be because I was just completely over the Halloween stuff. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, it it's like Christmas. Hey, everything's up in August. Come get your Christmas stuff. It's like by the time it comes around, you're like, oh, geez, already? Yeah, and it's like, Honestly, if you're running a wrestling show on October the 31st, you have to do something Halloween-themed. I get it. It's no fault of their of theirs. It's just, yeah, we just copped a lot, particularly Halloween week, about that sort of stuff. Um, I thought Adam Brooks versus Antivirus was pretty good. Yeah, I agree there as well. Um, did you notice Izzy Shaw and Amber Switch's... Uh cosplay inspired gear i guess uh you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give me a refresher on that one Ooh, uh was it um disney channel show very popular girls a secret spy everyone had that ringtone yeah (laughs) right yeah yeah, um, so that one might have gone over my head because I wasn't a big Kim Possible watcher as a kid. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I, I literally didn't watch kids' shows. I watched wrestling. <laughs> I suppose the only thing, like, because Izzy Shaw's, like, normal gear is very Doctor Who-inspired, the one thing I noticed which <laughs> constantly annoys me is her gear's, like, backwards oh okay <laughs> on a tardis inspired gear because the contr- uh, was it the door panels on the back and not the front <laughs> okay okay um yeah i guess if i had much knowledge about that sort of stuff i might pick up on it but to me it seemed perfectly fine <laughs> but i could see why it would annoy the crap out of you it's just an aesthetic nitpicking thing. Like, I love her gear and I love her little fourth Doctor entrance, but (laughs) it's just the one thing that I see now. Yeah, it's like me being a Marvel fan. I used to get annoyed like earlier this year when MVP came out at the Royal Rumble and he had uh, what everyone was calling the Black Panther gear. But actually what he was wearing was the Black Panther suit that was worn by the bad guy in the Black Panther movie. So no, he's not actually wearing Black Panther-inspired stuff. Stop calling it that. So yeah, yeah, I get your complaints. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, anything else really to add on uh, RCW there, sorry? Yeah, I'm all about Baron. You you knew I had to be right. Like he's right up my alley. Strap him up. Yes, indeed, I agree. Um, if there's nothing else really to add, I suppose we can move forward. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so wrestler of the month, Alex. Uh, where are you going? Where do you want to start? Yeah, let's start with the females. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick Izzy Shaw. 
That's a mighty fine choice. Yeah, I've been a bit iffy about her before, but I thought, yeah, she had a really good month this month. Also, it doesn't hurt that, you know, she wrestled on two of the three shows I watched. So, yeah. Yeah, I I chose her last month or the month before, I think. Uh, I know where I'm going, and it's simply because I didn't choose her in February and she has been good for the promotion she's in. That is Charlie Rose from uh, TCW in Tasmania. Very good. Yeah, I'll have to check out some of her stuff. And then... Uh, for yourself, where do you go for a male wrestler this month? Yeah, it's a tough one, but I think this is the perfect time to pull the trigger on doing it. Adam Brooks. I thought he had two banger matches this month. Yeah, that's that's a really good choice there. Um, like... <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard thing because I never sit down and think about this until we're actually on air. Yeah, I'm going to show some more love to Tasmania. I'm going to go Adrian Alexander. I thought he was really good, not only in his uh, title match, in his post-match, in his refing there in the main event. So, yeah, Adrian Adonis, both Tassie this month I'm going. Excellent. Yeah, Um you have pretty much sold me on that promotion. They sound fantastic. Ah, oh, well, I suppose that puts a lid on uh, October. This time next month we'll be talking November. Yes, my birthday month. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah, WrestleMania 30. Enjoy that last lingering bits of the streak while you can, my friend. 31, dude. 31. Aren't you 30 now? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got the last bits of the streak. Um, yeah. Miracle on Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah, the last time Vince had faith in Cesaro. Uh, what else? What else happened? Um, oh. AJ, AJ Lee beating like 12 women in one match. Yeah, because Paige debuts the next night, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, man. That's such an odd year <laughs> at Rumble. But um, anyhow, where can the good humans find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FruityIsAlex. Yeah, and you can find me at IamChrisFunder. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at WrestleOzStyle, as well as listening back to the entire Wrestling Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but g'day, and we'll speak to you next time. I got nothing. <laughs>